0: sounds normal to me. Check, 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 check. You done playing with that? Oh, no, I want
1: to wear them. <laughs> I want to see what it's like for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Did you see him? He got all stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I, I normally wear the headphones, but you know, Yeah, cool. but
1: like what's, after it's set up, is there any reason for you to need to wear the headphones? Not really. So then does it matter if I wear the headphones or you?
0: I just, you know, need to make sure that that dog barking in the background isn't... It's you know, picking it much. up. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> annoying, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you going to do about it?
0: Plow through. Yeah.
2: The game is we are. It's just part of the elements. And that, that thing's kind of flapping still. Actually, to get that. it's
1: not picking that up at all, really. Oh, it's not? No,
2: well, it's
0: catching the wind, so...
2: That's well, it's keeping the wind noise out, at least, so... Is it?
1: Well, there's like a... It almost sounds like it's picking up cars driving
2: by. A faint, A faint noise? Yeah, just listen. Listen. Do you hear it? I can, yes. Do you hear it? I think it's just kind of like an, as an as ambient like background
0: noise, though. It's, yeah, it's obvious like that we're or... outdoors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roughing it, clearly.
1: But it, it just kind of sounds like we're near a freeway. We're saying. roughing
0: it. We're not near a freeway.
1: Can I yeah. use a marijuana pipe?
0: <laughs>
1: yes, can you please pass me the cannabis? <laughs> okay. Well, I want to see this, what this is like for you.
2: Which is weird because like there's not really any noise around us that would make that. <laughs> But yeah, I guess maybe it's less. It's the cars on the on must the Must just be the
1: wind, because the wind is kind of blowing.
2: Yeah, this it way. looks like it's kind of blowing this
0: way right now. It yeah. just speaks to the quality of the microphones. Picks it. up so much. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's picking up stuff I can't hear without the headphones. you should you should rub your um yeah
0: (laughs) if you ever wondered what it's like to brush up against my face this is what it sounds like
1: This is what Haley's
0: crotch sounds like.
1: Oh my god! No!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Mike's doing. I think he's jacking off.
1: (laughs) Are we gonna play this game?
0: Playing the game. I thought before we got into the game Uh, of freedom of speech, we'd talk about Mike. Who? (laughs) She... Mike who? Mike Shin.
2: Not Mike Jones. All you millennial pre-millennial kids out there.
0: How's the levels on Mech 1? Hello? Mike 1? Check hello. Hello, hello, hello. Check, check. Is he good? One, He's two. good. He's yeah. good. Just right. talking
1: normally.
0: Alright. Alright. How's Mike three? Check one, two. One, two, three. <coughs> How's Mike two? <coughs> <laughs>
1: everything sounds pretty good
0: okay good
1: wait am i mike too
0: yes i think i'm one yes
1: you guys sound good
0: okay how do you sound
1: i sound sort of muffled
0: could that be because you're camping maybe we're
2: out in the wilderness roughing it
0: quote-unquote camping (laughs)
1: <laughs> we're sleeping in a tent. We're it's am- camping. We're
0: amongst the trees, if and you will. And RVs. And the suburbs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toilets on wheels.
0: Hanging out in Capground by the lake in Lake Tahoe. It's like an annual trip. This is like our third time here, right?
1: Second. Yep. Second,
0: second year. Yep. With the Mike Shin crew.
1: Camp Which, by the way, debauchery. Mike right, Shin. Yeah.
0: He's our guest today. What's up? He's a uh, longtime friend of the show. How many years? Five? Uh,
2: almost five years now. Actually, yeah. It'll be five years in October, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Time flies when you're having fun.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: And this all started because you worked for a company that we've done work with um, through Rad Radio. and
2: Yeah, you guys did a show at our one of our venues and you know we just kind of met one, one day when you guys were checking in the hotel because I worked at the VIP registration and yeah. And then we kind of kept in contact after that, and here we are five years later, a lot of memories, a lot of fun. Keeping it strong. Yeah. And
0: sure. so, it's we don't just hang out when it comes to work events. We've actually grown to become friends outside of yeah, work. I've stayed and at your guys' house. Yes, you I know have.
2: Your, I know your animals. I know, and, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's weird because we end up having less stuff when you leave every time. It's like you pack things in with your own stuff, and...
1: That's funny, yeah. but actually not true because we still have one of your towels at our house. Oh yeah, so we're collecting uh, your so stuff. You usually leave something. <laughs> you guys something. should have brought that here.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> forgot one for this trip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what? Uh, what what have you been up to lately? I know that you've dabbled into a uh, kind of a new. Well, would you say it's a career path? Or uh, is it I, kind of like a hobby? I hope, I
2: hope think? that it is. It kind of started as something that was just a hobby, um, and I guess it was kind of born out of. Um, It was born out of like being in a a mental, emotional rock bottom. Um, You guys know the specifics behind what happened, but just for me personally, a lot of things with my career and then also my personal life and a relationship ending, which can be a difficult thing to deal with just under normal circumstances. But, I mean, under the circumstance I think that I was in, I thought that this was the person that I was going to end up spending the rest of my life with, and then it just kind of blew up. Uh, I don't want to say unbeknownst because there was a lot of things that were, that were kind of leading to it. And sometimes you get into that denial of, like,
1: Oh yeah. You can't see the forest for the trees.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to believe that things yeah. are going the way they are. And then eventually one day it all catches up to you. Yeah. And
1: which sucks because then it's like,
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: and so like, th- like there, there's no bad wa- or there, I should say there's no good way to end a relationship most no. of the time. Um, Especially when one person's still more invested, which happened to be me in this particular instance. I was more invested than mm-hmm.
3: the other person
2: was. And so that takes a little bit more of a toll on you. And then there was yeah. also some things going on career-wise and professional-wise that I felt like I had kind of got stonewalled in too. So yeah. it was just, you know, you know, confluence of things that happen and then eventually you're just like, damn, you know? like, like yeah. It seems like the world's conspiring against you. But sometimes when you're in those low points is when, you know, like... I hate I hate cliches but you know like when one door closes another one opens kind of deal so yeah. um, I have a friend who's a therapist he's he's got his master's degree in family therapy and he's gonna get his doctorate soon very close friend of mine for the last several years he gave me the idea to you know just write out a list of things that would make you happy that would fulfill you you know to pull you out of the, the yeah. spot that you're in yeah and a lot of it actually surrounded around this. I thought, you know, like a lot of camping trips because that's, you know, like I've been on several trips with you guys, you know, that's things that makes me happy, fulfills me. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, like fitness and going to the gym, that was something that really like caught on to me for a while and then literally I made the list and I look back at it, the very bottom of the list is a bullet point that I had which was stand-up comedy which kind of seems a little out of left field but it's something that I've always wanted to do, something that like... I've always idolized comedians like Chris Rock, Louis C.K.
1: Hold on, folks. <laughs> we're in the outdoors. Uh-oh. Bear
2: with us. Nature this is, is nature? having a moment. It's not like when we were at the lake and we could actually see the ripples coming through the, uh, through yeah. the water.
0: This isn't a soundstage. We're not faking this. We're actually camping. We're, we're this on real right life. I
2: can smell the campfire right now rolling yeah. in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, so, just because. In total honesty, I I didn't think that this would be something that you would dab, that you would pursue because I mean I know you to be a funny guy. We've we have the same tastes in in comedians. We've been to plenty of comedy shows together. And, and uh,
2: Jim Jeffries, Bill
0: Burr. Oh yeah,
1: we John have a picture. Mulaney. Yeah, yeah like one of my and Jim Jeffries.
0: And one of my most favorite gifts that we've ever I've ever gotten huh. is the complete collection of uh Mitch oh yeah the Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg. Hedberg. Hedberg is one of my yeah.
1: favorites of all it's time. like a collection
0: of six or seven like five five or six discs in one pack it's like a whole box set of Mitch Hedberg's uh complete recorded works and it was like one of the most thoughtful gifts because Mitch Hedberg is such a Influence to me, and I've, I love I've him. Loved yeah. Mitch Hedberg. I know we,
2: we've him. had a lot of discussions too with Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. I think when like we were going to comedy shows, and mm-hmm. we we're like, you know, it's, too, it's a shame we couldn't see somebody like Mitch Hedberg because that would exactly. be awesome to yeah. see live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just,
1: yeah that's a shame. So, if you don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, he was a comedian and he actually died. On April first and people thought he pulled an Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And they didn't believe it. So there's still rumors out it's, that he's not actually dead. It sounds like something
2: Mitch Hedberg would
0: do. It, yes. But like
1: <laughs> not at the same time because he is admittedly one of the laziest people. So <laughs> I don't yeah. think Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he left too soon, unfortunately. Yeah. But his yeah. work lives on and it's truly inspirational. And and because of that, you know, connection I thought. As soon as I saw you starting to make your circuits and doing open mic nights, I thought this is the real deal you're doing it and I was so proud to see you doing something like that because it is not easy to it's, do
2: it, it's it's not and like part, part of the process is like I don't know if I drowned it out just because my mind was so distracted on like other things that I was still personally going through at the time. But I just got the idea to do it because I was actually listening to some other podcasts, like Bill Burr's podcast, where mm-hmm. he talks a lot about the behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, how he came up in comedy. And then there's another one that... Uh, another. Favorite comedian of mine, uh, Anthony Jeselnik does with his best friend Greg Rosenthal.
1: I'm sorry for telling yeah. you that I hated him earlier. I know, yeah. <laughs> I apologize, that's but fine. I speak the truth and I say That's
2: the beauty, though, of comedy, it's subjective, though. It like, is. one person loves one, like, I like I despise Bo Burnham, but I know plenty of people love Bo yeah, Burnham. But, I but I'm been, not saying that he's a bad comic. I'm just saying he's not to my taste. No, me. Neither. I get his appeal, but See, it's just not See, so, we agree like, on that. We agree
1: on that. I just would have been pissed if, like, Joe Coy or, like, Russell Peters popped up and you were like, I hate that guy, quick. I'd have been like, Ah, right. uh, re-evaluation of
2: friendship.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so easy to take it personal, it too, did. because comedy means- resonates so strongly with some people. Yeah. And it's like, once you, like, badmouth the one person that I like, and, no, uh, we got some... Said, oh, Ooh, how could you oh, say that? Yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't
1: realize we were this far off. <laughs> so, how, so how long
0: now have you been um, pursuing... Are you pursuing it? Or is this, like, just, like, I'm, kind of a... Is this I'm a hobby? A, I'm
2: absolutely... I want to pursue this as far as it'll go. Because yeah. it's kind of one of those things that's just kind of... It just... It grabbed me. And it's had such, a, like, an intrinsic kind of uh, reaction in myself. And then yeah. also, like, the things that it's kind of inspired me to do now. Like like I was kind of at a point where I was stagnant in my life and I wasn't like happy with the direction it was going but I also didn't have the motivation to want to change it up until right. I found doing stand up and it was just kind of one of those things, like, when I did it for the first time, I thought it was just going to be, like, you know, I'm doing this just to check the box, just to say, like, I can feel better about right. myself because like, I did Like, this. you
1: stood up and gave a speech, like, okay, I, yeah. I, I tackled a demon, I conquered a fear, and, and like, I, move on.
2: And, I yeah, I spent about two or three weeks just writing things that I thought would work as, like as material and Mm -hmm. just kind of fine-tuning it and like I'm sure now like I didn't record any of my stuff when I first started out (laughs) I'm sure if I listened to it now it would be complete dog shit but like (laughs) you gotta start somewhere yeah but like you know like there was obviously enough there because the host of the very first open mic that I did a good friend of mine named Luke uh, came up to me afterwards and was like "You know, oh how long have you been doing this man and I was like This is literally the first time I've ever done this anywhere, you know. And and he told me, hey, I think there's something there. Like, you have some potential. I think you should keep at this. And at that point in my life, that's really all the encouragement that I needed to go forward with it. And so I started writing a lot more. I made about, it would have been about 11 pages printed out of just just random thoughts that I thought would translate into Uh comic material. And then... Eventually you start working it out at open mics, and open mics are kind of a test to uh, comics because you're not always going to get the reactions that you hear, like, on a Netflix special or a comedy CD. Like, most of the people that are there are other comics or people that just happen to be at whatever random bar the open mic is at that night, so... They might not be expecting to hear a comedy, or you know, they're right. they're not in the mindset of like, oh, I'm gonna be open minded to listen to things. And yeah. it's
1: you're, it's funny you mentioned that because there, there's times where I'll listen to like a stand up bit, and I'll be in a crappy mood, and it's like not funny. I'm like, this is fucking, red- I'm like a f- offended. And then like three days later, I'll hear it again, I'll be like laughing my ass off, going, what was wrong with me? So it, yeah, it, yeah. It, the mood has to definitely be right. I wonder how many of those specials get filmed that they pluck the best reaction from the audience. Like, that's the one that gets chosen. Well, one of chosen. The,
2: the, the industry things that I figured out is most of the time when you see, like, a Netflix special or something, it's, it's been filmed at least twice. Right. And so they'll get the best, because, re- you know, the, the, the performer wears the same exact outfit, yeah. you know, and it's the same exact theater, and right. they're telling the same exact materials, and then just whatever night they got the best reaction to that joke, then that's what gets
1: yeah
0: edited into the final product,
1: yeah.
2: so... Oh, there's the wind again.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> and that's just that's just industry stuff now, just to make it so that it's <clears throat> so that it's a constant for at least that comic, so that it appears that they're. Getting the biggest laughs all the time on the biggest jokes. It's
1: not just that, though. It's like you go to the studio. Well, yeah, but like you go to the studio and record a song. How many times do you go through that song till you find a version that you're like, "This is the version that I like the most." Right. And you know, maybe it has to do with the way he they hit the jokes and the way that they get through the stories and like they just hit their stride and that was the one.
0: Well, there's a difference between a band going in and recording a studio track to uh, for one of their songs on an album and a stand-up comedian performing live stand-up in front of a live audience so they pull certain reactions at certain times and they edit it all together so that it it looks like in one seamless package that all of their jokes landed their their and each one got the best reaction Um, and these comics they'll they'll practice their routines on a, a tour for probably you know months if not Several years months, yeah, yeah um, I know this I and just... then and then I'll be like okay this is gonna be the time to film it and so I feel like I've got all my jokes fine-tuned and there's a difference between um, doing a open mic for what a minute to five minutes mm-hmm. uh, versus an hour and a half long special like a Kevin Hart or you know Bill yeah. Burr. Or something. exactly it's all super fascinating though the process that it takes because you have to start somewhere and yeah. those open mic nights are the best the best places to work out new fresh material because there's zero like expectations it's not like you're paying a ticket to go laugh your ass off at at, uh, Joe Coy or you know an Eddie Izzard show because you're paying money to laugh so of course you're going to go in with that mindset I'm gonna laugh right I paid for it Mm -hmm. right and then you go to an open mic night and it's like well make me laugh Make me laugh. I yeah, dare say you. Funny, funny. I, I dare, dare true. you. Yeah. That's so there's true. like, there's a different pressure, and so it really pushes you to be a little bit more on your game, give yeah. you a little bit more edge. And
2: I, the thing, the, the biggest thing I noticed, because um, like you said, the open mics are a lot of a different environment. And a lot of the time, it's other comics that are. A, they're not going to laugh at it because they have the complex of self-preservation, basically, of, like, they don't want to make somebody seem better than they are because, you know, we're all in the same spot, basically, for performing at an open mic. And then, you know, second part of it is a lot of them have heard the material already because you're working a lot of the same stuff out, like you said, over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. people have probably heard this several times already, so they know the punchline that's coming already.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not going to have that element of surprise that makes people laugh. Right. So Hold tell on, me. hold on. After <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> much, this, the big yep. this is the big one that takes. This is the George Clooney one.
0: Maybe it was a maybe it was a bad somewhere. idea to put up the sand the the screen here.
1: Yeah, well, I, like, it was working earlier. There. Well, the wind I think. Someone somewhere lost an there. easy up. I'm sure. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> an easy up. Well.
2: Yeah, kind of like at the beach today. Somebody almost lost one.
0: We probably should have strapped that down a little bit better, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an excellent effect. This is, like, giving people a chance to, like, we'll get some water, okay, use the bathroom. Oh, yes. This is the intermission part. Oh. Huh? Yeah. The right it's broadcast take a breath. Yes, that's right. Take it easy. And we'll be back in five, four, three, two, one. So tell me about your first experience doing stand-up comedy. How was it? Like, were, were you... Was your butt clenched up? It was, like... Are you going to shit your pants? I've,
2: I, I, I've, 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 like, I probably might have subconsciously and didn't realize it, <laughs> but, um, for me, actually, the biggest thing that I was worried about going in was, like, screwing up as far as, like, forgetting something, like, forgetting a punchline or forgetting a setup kind of thing. I wasn't so much focused on, like, there's people watching me or there's people looking at me.
0: It's like the equivalent of dead air. It's just, like, yeah. standing there not knowing what to say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the biggest part I was afraid of. Um, Going into the open mic, I kind of had what they call an adrenaline blackout the first time I did a... an open mic just like i remember that i hit all the points i was supposed to hit like people were laughing i was feeling good like and then like, like i don't remember a goddamn thing i said while i was up there you so, watch the like, video
0: playback you're nah. like you're like at the philo position
2: on the stage right. like, <laughs> ah! I, 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 I could have yeah, could, been up there just like having a spasm for five minutes for all that i know yeah right. and then the first time i performed in a theater um the pioneer theater in reno um It was actually a decent... It was on a Thursday night, and we had about 60 people on a Thursday night, which is... That'd be an awesome crowd on a Friday night for most comedy clubs, and we had this on a Thursday night. Um, And it was just kind of the same thing. Like, I was pacing back and forth, just, like, trying to remember all the things I'm supposed to hit and just kind of focusing on the timing, the delivery, because that's that's gold as far as Mm -hmm. comedy. Like, you could tell a joke, and if you have a shitty setup for it or, you know, you don't deliver it with the right timing, then it's the difference between kind of like... (laughs) Or like you know somebody's side split laughing falling right. out of their chair kind of deal yeah mm-hmm. so that was more what i was focused on and then as soon as i got out there and the first time i did a line that normally doesn't land with comics landed in a live room and people were laughing and i actually had to take a longer beat because people were still laughing that's when i realized like okay like all this work is actually paying off so,
0: nice. Yeah. nice it's almost like riding a wave at that point right yeah. like you you've done all the work, you've done all the practice, you know all the motions, yeah, like and you, you just sit there and you're like okay, this is the you're reason why in your I do You're material, what I'm doing. and a
2: lot of the material going off of is other comics coming up to you afterwards going like, hey, that bit you did about, whatever that bit you did about Netflix was good or that mm-hmm. bit you did about R. Kelly was really funny like, mm-hmm. you know, keep going with that, like maybe say this instead of this, you know, so and just, just you keep tweaking it until you find something that's repeatable and can constantly get laughs and constantly entertain people so that's that's the whole that's the science as far as i know it now being about six to
0: seven months into it so. nice so where can people see you now like are you are you playing frequently i know i i follow you personally <laughs> on social media so i know you're busy all the time
2: yeah I, so where like, are you? I, yeah i six months ago when i started out on this i would have never expected to be just even in the spot that i'm in now just kind of in the local circuit i figured that's something that takes a little bit of time and you got to earn your way into that kind of deal and which still part of that is true and I'm very fortunate that I've been able to make the relationships with people that I have so far Um, the main gig that I've scored now is uh, Reno Tahoe comedy at Pioneer Underground Uh, they do shows Thursday through Saturday there at the Pioneer Underground which is in downtown Reno for the locals that know um, for the people out of town it's just across the big Virginia Street bridge there downtown Reno
1: (laughs) <laughs> hold on Why did nobody listen to me I'm over here like hold on <laughs> We'll have to repeat that part I actually handed Brandon the, the headphones an airplane? To put them on like, And he went like this <laughs> I tried so hard, you guys. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll split, you deserve to get that started over. Yeah. <laughs> That's Just good. wait a minute. So Search
0: and Rescue is looking for little Timmy, right. who, who might have possibly drowned in Lake Tahoe. Right, and nobody yes.
1: wanted to listen to the woman. If, if there was
0: any 6 o'clock news story from South Tahoe, it was not us. We were here this whole I time. I got in
1: trouble for interrupting.
0: No, you didn't.
2: <laughs> and from the top in three, two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so funny because he just goes well cause like, I
2: guess I, yeah, see I saw her doing like the thing like hey <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just talking. but I was in the you're middle of talking though no,
2: so I was like do I stop yeah, like what do I do no, Like I the one with the
1: headphones on going wait <laughs> uh,
0: that was funny <laughs> <laughs> so where can people see you perform are, are you do you have like a a set place nope stop Stop,
2: collaborate, and listen. That was stupid. (laughs) Take three.
0: Okay, all right. Can you hand me the... The Tahoe Blue Vodka? I wasn't sure. Tahoe... Why is it so quiet? Check, one, two. Check, 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 check. Check, one, two. Check, check, check. Check one, two, it, check, check, check. Okay, whatever. That <laughs> plane fucked
3: everything up. What's that? I said that plane fucked everything up. Plane, plane fucked with it. the flow. We gotta start all the way from the <laughs> <laughs> People are
0: so unprofessional.
2: So uncouth.
0: Check, 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 check one two. Check one two, check one two. Check one
3: two, check one
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> check one two, check one two, check oh, it's this one. Hmm, what a concept. Ah oh, shit. Check one two. So where could people see Mike Shin the comedian?
2: Uh, so, primarily right now, my main gig is at the Pioneer Underground uh, for Reno Tahoe Comedy. Um, for the Reno locals, they'll know that is the Pioneer Underground right next to the Pioneer Theater in downtown Reno. For everybody else, uh, I guess the best point of reference is the big Virginia Street Bridge downtown Reno there. It's right on the other side of it there is the Pioneer Theater and the place right off to the left with like the seedy staircase that goes down to the abyss. That's the Pioneer <laughs> Underground. Um, we do shows Thursday through Saturday. We always have national headlining comedians, and then local schmucks like me get to open for these national headliners, which is an awesome opportunity for us, and a lot of ex- great experience for us to gain, a lot of uh, advice that they'll throw out sometimes. So, nice. Who, who yeah. have
1: you opened for
2: so far? Um, the first show that I did was for uh, Dat Fan, who won actually the first season of Last Comic Standing. He oh. beat out uh, Ralphie May, if you remember that.
0: Somebody's about to be arrested. Hold on. Oh, yeah. That's right. There's been a there, lot there.
2: of police activity up there. here this weekend. I was going to say, yeah. I, I thought Tahoe was like a quiet, calm, chill place, I oh, guess. Busy so. place. That's right.
1: Is that an ambulance or is that a cop car?
2: It might be an ambulance.
0: might be an ambulance. Yeah.
2: Somebody had a little too much fun at Zephyr Cove today. So that okay, is a fire truck. So yeah. Dat Fan. Yes, Dat Fan was the first uh, comic that I opened for. That's and awesome. He won the first season, yeah, of uh, Last Comic Standing. Um, He beat out Ralphie May in that first season, which, you know, I think Ralphie May ended up having a little bit better of a career before he ultimately met his demise also prematurely. He's so funny. I love Ralphie May. He was amazing. So um, funny. So sad. And and Dat Fan is amazing, too. So, like, it just speaks to how well both of those guys perform. Um, And he brought the house down both nights that I opened for it. Like, I almost kind of felt inadequate (laughs) in a way. Like, you know, because, like, I had my five minutes, and I did pretty well. I got some laughs, and then Dat Fan went out there and just killed it for 45 minutes. But
0: having that experience to open up for somebody like that, I bet, just... Felt so good. No, and he probably learned a bunch, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a couple other headliners. Um uh Justin Ruppel who did the voice of uh Toughnut and How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, okay. For a kids' movie, I guess for all the people that got chillins out there go to see that. He was the voice of Toughnut, and he was he was doing the Toughnut voice like backstage and everything. Like he was still cracking people up. I saw him do it for a couple of fans as well, too. You know, That's sent cool. videos to their kids, you know, who had seen the movie. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um Stephen Michael Casada, who played uh Agent Gomez in Brandon's favorite show Breaking Bad, love that show. Yeah, yep. And it turns out that he's actually a county commissioner in uh, New Mexico as well, too. So he's living like a triple life: yeah. actor, politician, and comedian. So
0: I had no idea, and he ended up being really funny, right? Oh yeah, he oh he the same thing. Like he killed it. Yeah, so Agent Gomez in Breaking Bad. He didn't seem to be the most funniest guy. Yeah, he didn't in the world. seem like you know a guy that has a big sense of humor. Yeah, you. But know, and... th- there's a there's a trend in Breaking Bad. It's it's got people that would you normally associate with funny things right you've mm-hmm. got uh brian cranston who was malcolm notoriously in fr- fr- funny from yeah. uh, Malcolm malcolm the dad yeah exactly. and then uh <laughs> you've got bill burr who was also a guest in, uh, in that show as yep. well and can he's... we can
1: we admit that the tidy whities on brian cranston came about before breaking bad like that was his signature move Oh
0: yeah, I think <laughs> I think that had that has been influenced from his Malcolm in the Middle yeah, Days for sure. Absolutely. I mean Brian Cranson in Tidy Whiteys is like probably one of those things that is like a demand that might have been in any like in project his that he has. In his yeah, exactly contract. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Yeah, need shines. I need at least four scenes of being tidy whiteys for this season. Yeah. <laughs> No, oh, he's much better than that now. But yeah. I think that definitely is his signature move. <laughs> um, but it, it's just crazy because Breaking Bad is such a you know starkly dark show, and especially him really where dark... he's playing
2: an agent in that show. Yeah, yeah and I mean,
0: and so you wouldn't think that yeah. Agent Gomez would be, and then he's a out comedian. there doing jokes about the Mexican border wall that's like
2: killing. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're wow. white Mexican, black, whatever. You know, everybody was laughing at
0: his jokes about that. So. Mm-hmm. And so, do you, what's what's next for you? What, other than the Reno Tahoe Comedy Club, what what's next? Do you think? Um,
2: well, you know, is you don't want to grow up, I guess, too fast in this in this as far like with anything really, because you want to be able to gather experience. So. The stage that I'm at right now, I definitely want to be able to continue developing not just the material that I have now, but gaining that experience through the stage time and then any advice that other people, because sometimes when people are listening to it with fresh ears and they're not attached to it as far as they came to see the show, whether it's other performers or the headliners or... Uh, the people that work at the club, because, you know, anybody can come up to you afterwards and say, like, hey, I really liked your joke about this, but, Mm -hmm. you know, if you added this to this, or you could find a way to add this other element into it, that might take that joke to the next level, and a lot of the advice, just with anything, you do have to take with a grain of salt, because the advice that they give you might not necessarily be good for your style, because, like we were talking about earlier, everybody's comedic style is different, so... If you're more of a sarcastic style comedian, then maybe things that are more relatable or more that seem more genuine might not work for you. Whereas if you're going for that genuine, you know, authentic mm-hmm. kind of approach, and then if you do things that seem too, too sarcastic or cynical, then people, it it's kind of turns it off from the style of what you've already dictated, basically.
0: Right. So it's all, it's all a lot about knowing who your audience is. And in this stage of your career as a comedian, you don't really know What your audience is Right? You, you never Yeah you never know Exactly Like we've had
2: shows Where there's You know people Dancing in the rows During the intermission You know during You know getting ready For right. the shows And then like There's other times Where people look Stone faced And there's kind of got that look like all right you know like like you were saying like all right make me laugh say something funny kind of deal and then there's other times where people do have that hard face and then as soon as you crack a joke about something then you know they it kind of breaks that tension and they start laughing and you kind of have more credibility at, Mm -hmm. at that point once you've gained that that trust with the audience
0: i think a lot of comedians uh goals at least if you want to be as a mass appeal as possible and make as much money as possible. You know, you want to be the next Jerry Seinfeld or, the, you know, the next mm-hmm. big name in comedy. You want to be as mass appeal as possible. But you also don't want to get so big headed so early in the game that you lose sight of that and you get too big for your britches. You start they, thinking I'd you're say. big. Yeah,
2: you're. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> so where where do you find yourself finding that mass appeal? voice, or do you kind of see yourself being more of a niche comedian? I guess this is a long form question of me trying it is. to say. Yeah, it. It. it is. Thank you where, for putting me on the spot. I where appreciate you, that. <laughs> Where is your audience? Like, who do you tell
2: jokes to? I think, like, I think my style is more of the the cynical, sarcastic approach, because that's kind of what's been morphed through my life experiences, um, as you know, but um, as everybody else listening, it? Like I was in the military for six years. And so a lot of people in the military tend to have that sarcastic kind of dry, almost, you know, well, a- absolutely dark sense of humor. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're out there, you know, for hours on end with the same people, the same things. And you either get sick of each other or you just you start to know what makes people laugh or, you know, certain things about that person or certain traits about them, certain aspects of their life and you can make fun of them. And
0: has got a bullshit to make light of yeah. what
2: might be a very
0: shitty situation? Yeah. Right? And so,
2: and, and like, the crazy thing of, I think about that too is, um, The most, like, diverse experience I've ever had was in the military, you know, because, like, it didn't matter whether you were, if you were white like me, if you were black, if you were Asian, you know, you're all in that same position together when you're in the military, and you can find a lot of common grounds on things that are funny to everybody. So Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where I I started with that, because a lot of people can relate to certain things. Like, everybody's in relationships, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody has life experiences that have let them down. Everybody's had things that they've... You all gotten excited about, and it wasn't exactly what they thought it was going to turn out to be. So that's the kind of things that shaped my life, and the kind of things that I try to portray. And then also, there's a commentary aspect of it. Of mm-hmm. you're hanging out with your friends, and you see something, and you're like, "Oh, do you see? Like, could you imagine if this was this way?" Or you know, like, sure. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to give away the the goose too much of like my approach to sure, things, sure. but like. You know, like just conversations that you would have with somebody, you know, like you see like somebody drunk out on the street and it's like, oh, yeah. Could you imagine like, you know, like if so-and-so got drunk and they did that, like what that situation would be like, you know, so.
0: So do you mind sharing your story about the military and. and Oh, absolutely. Which branch did you serve in?
2: Um, I was in the United States Army for uh, six years uh, from 2006 to 2012. Thank you for your service. Oh, Thank you very much. Um, And oddly enough, I do, like, one of the the original stories that I developed for a bit was about when I uh, joined the Army. Um, There was a situation in the recruiter's office that would have only happened in that particular time in 2006 because, you know, it was a vastly different time back then of, you know, we had two wars going on at the same time, Iraq and Afghanistan. And so the Army, I don't want to say they were desperate for people, but... They were kind of desperate for people. So, you know, the, and it's it's not, you know, it's it's a public fact. You know, they, they, they lowered a lot of the standards as far as, like, how old you could be to get in and if you could have visible tattoos. And, you know, if you've had prior convictions on your record or if you only have a GED versus a high school diploma. So... A lot of the older veterans might be able to uh, resonate with that because a lot of people got in under those circumstances, and they could still be in to this day. You know, it's only 15 years ago. So, right, right. You know, and maybe a little bit before that, kind of the 9-11 era veterans are kind of getting up to that 20-year mark now to where they're probably getting close to retiring. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was a different world back then. And, you know, just out of the need, you know, they, they took some people that might not have normally met the the regular traditional standards that we knew of the military that they've kind of gotten back to now since things have calmed down a little bit as far as the two areas of conflict that were big back then Iraq mm-hmm. and Afghanistan but i kind of joined the army at a at a interesting time in the history of the world where it was right before everything was about to go off as far as the surge in Iraq and then the surge in Afghanistan and this was pre uh, Osama bin Laden assassinate or when they caught Osama bin Laden. I don't know the right way to to to, to word that without offending anybody, but um, you know that was 2011, and that was right about the time I was getting out of the military too. So that was um, that was I that was definitely a big day as far as the history of the world, but also the military, because that kind of changed. I think the the way p- people perceived a lot of the conflicts, you know, because he was always the poster child of like the the war on terrorism and the number one terrorist and so when that came out that he had been he had been killed in Pakistan, then you know that that was kind of what what led the charge I think for a lot of the conflicts to draw down a little bit as far as you know, there wasn't as much of a presence in those countries then, and there still is now to this day. I have friends that are still in the military that get deployed to Kuwait, that um, end up seeing some time in, the, uh, in country still in Iraq. So I'm not sure about Afghanistan. I've never been there. but
0: So what, what, was, uh, what was your function? What did you do? Um, you I, answer.
2: personally, I was a radio operator, yeah. um, so I was like the geek, you know, the little nerd, the Star Wars nerd. Sweet! I, I can't do that voice, yeah. You did the radio, I'll,
0: so you were in the Navy? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, you're, the Army. The Army. Big difference. satellites
2: in the sky. That's so sweet. <laughs> so that was uh, the, the reason I actually chose that job, and I think a lot of uh, people that join the military joined resonate with this as well, is it was the job that offered the biggest bonus at the time. So. Okay. All right. And I don't want to say that dictates a lot of people's decisions when they join the military, but it certainly did for me. And I know a lot of but other I'm people, gonna say but, that but I think a, a lot of people definitely did. Yeah. You know, like, cause like i i had experience with computers but like i wasn't like passionate about it Mm -hmm. like i never wanted to be like a network engineer or anything like that and i met a lot of people that did but i also met a lot of people that were like hey i got five thousand dollars more in bonus money to Mm -hmm. choose this job over being a tanker or being whatever you know so
0: so forgive me if i'm wrong but weren't you a paratrooper too
2: I did, yes. I went to Airborne School in uh, Fort Benning, which the uh, rest of my Army veterans will know is a very godforsaken place. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, uh, like people do have very uh, uh, pointed opinions on certain military bases, and that's kind of like an inner, I guess, military thing. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Fort Benning, though, is the home of the infantry. For uh, everybody that's been in the Army knows that's um, the main base where the infantry soldiers get trained, and it's also the home of Ranger School. And it's also the home of Airborne School as well, too. Um, and Airborne School is three weeks, and the first two weeks you literally learn how to fall on the ground. Mm-hmm. I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. <laughs> wow. you, you learn how to fall in a safe manner, so you because yeah. you're jumping out of a perfectly good airplane with yeah. just a parachute attached to you. So you know, you're you, you basically go where the wind takes you with the the, the parachutes that the army has and the so parachutes
0: that the army has don't have those little nifty cords that you can steer if, with if right? you get
2: into like certain uh certain units like special operations units they do have the uh the parachutes that have the steerable toggles but yeah. for the most part it's just those straps on the uh on the parachute that you pull and it changes your course a little bit but not that much it what they teach you basically is to turn into the wind because um, I guess to get into a little bit of the nerd aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. So a parachute has a little bit of a forward thrust the way the canopy is designed. So you do have a little bit of a forward thrust. So they always teach you to turn into the wind so you're counteracting that forward thrust going into the headwind. And then if it's about the same, then you'll just come down steadily. If the, the, If your canopy has a little bit more force, then you'll drift forward. And if the wind is a little stronger, then it'll drift you back. And then you can kind of, you know, dictate from there which side you want to land on, basically. So the first two weeks, you're literally learning how to do what they call a parachute landing fall, which is like landing on your your feet and then your hips and then to your yeah. side and then
0: just basically roll
3: yeah
2: so that yeah. way you don't like land with your feet apart or anything that's going to get you injured or right. hurt or doing like what a lot of people <laughs> end up doing their first couple jumps is what they call the feet ass head movement
0: <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> what it sounds like So yeah
2: yeah, it's where you get a little bit too much backward thrust and you don't adjust properly yeah. and you just your feet your ass and then you topple over and
1: then <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call ass over tea kettle. Yep. <laughs> Yeah.
2: and then so, so, some people just kind of eat it coming in too it's, it's one of those things you Got, you have to, you do actually do legitimately have to learn so you can't yeah. just kind of skate through the, the, the training of like, Oh silly. This, is, this is silly, why am I doing yeah. this for, you know, ten hours a day learning how to fall on the ground basically. <laughs> the first time you jump out and then, you know, you're you're falling down to the to the ground and you're like, Okay, yeah, like I do need to know how to do this actually. So.
0: I love skydiving. So yeah, I, do I, you, you, you've
2: done the you've done like the freefall version though, right? Yeah, yeah, and I've always
0: gone tandem, so I've yeah. never jumped on my own. And obviously, you going through airborne school, you dive on your own, right? There's nobody um, strapped to your back.
2: No, I'm, yeah. So, what you, yeah, you have a, a static line which is hooked up to your parachute pack that you have on, and the static line is hooked up to an anchor line cable inside the aircraft. And depending on um, what type of unit you end up in, most of the time, the traditional airborne jumps are done out of the side door of the aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in a special operations unit where they did tailgate jumps, which I think was a little oh, bit cooler. That's so, badass. yeah, that was that was
0: fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. that would be so yeah. fun!
2: And we got to oh, do I we got to do, do certain that. like out of like Chinook helicopters and things nice. like that, like different. Yeah, so different wow. experience definitely, but okay. um... When you're in airborne school it's that that side door jump where you you kind of just come down the line with your static line you hand off your static line to the jump master right at the end mm-hmm. and you just turn and jump out the the side door there and you get hit with a very strong side thrust basically right and they teach you to keep a tight body position count to three you know one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand if your parachute doesn't open then you have a problem obviously so <laughs> you have a uh, a reserve chute which is Pretty much like a fanny pack, worn like a fanny pack right, right. in front of you, and it's got a really big uh, metal ripcord on there, and you just pull that. Luckily, I never had to do this in real life. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, going to ask
0: you: yeah. <laughs> Did the, did the uh, primary shoot never? Not, I've, not I always, I, I always, it always
2: opened at the count of three or slightly before that. So, so it's <laughs>
0: timed out. It, you don't, you don't activate. The parachute.
2: No, it, yeah, because all the static lines are at a specific uh, length, and, gotcha. I, forget the, and then when I forget the yeah. When forget, the static
0: forget, line pulls, it and the pulls static line co- connected
2: directly to the part that opens uh, your parachute gotcha. on your pack, yeah. So as soon as you hit the end of the static line, it's gonna pop open the top of your parachute, and then so you really open don't your, have your to, parachute. Yeah, you, there's not a like
0: not a lot of thought in pro- involved other than other than keep just, your shit together. Yeah, think and and <laughs> make sure that and if then, you if nothing happens if hit, after three, if you hit
2: four one thousand and you're <laughs> still falling, <laughs> then. Grab That's, your groin. Yeah, grab that fanny pull, pack. Pull, yeah, pull that big metal thing on your crotch and yeah. Damn. And then because because also and they, they showed us this on a dummy actually in airborne school they throw it like off the top of a tower you know with the, the with yeah. the reserve chute on there and you're you're literally horizontal with if you do the uh, the reserve chute because right. it's coming. Out of your midsection, basically. So you gotta
0: you gotta hold your body because it's either, it's gonna like yeah. you know bend you backwards. Which, which right? the funny part is that they never taught
2: you how to land when you open the reserve chute. Oh <laughs> so, shit! So I well. guess you're on your own yeah. when you do that. Yeah,
3: pretty much. Maybe,
2: maybe some other people that went through airborne school had a different experience than I did, but I just remember them throwing the dummy from like the top of the tower yeah. and being like, "This is what happens if you have to use your reserve chute." And they that, never went over the proper landing procedure if you had the reserve chute. That so. was my next
0: question: if there was anybody that you had gone to school with. That that actually had to do that. There the, there was the one guy shoot. in
2: airborne school that I know his um his his backup chute opened after he landed. Oh really? Which is weird because and it might have just been when he was transitioning his equipment and gotcha. things like that because you do have to pack your own parachute as well when you land. Like which
0: there's a whole method
2: to that, right? Um, there, There is, in a tactical situation, you basically just ball it up, throw it in your bag, and you go. Because um, you got to
0: move fast. Yeah.
2: Um, in airborne school, they te- they teach you to do what's called a figure eight roll, where you, you kind of take it from one end, and then you have your other arm extended, and you kind of just do like the little weave with your arms. Yeah. And then you pack it into your chute that way. A little um, bit more neat. And that makes it a little easier when you have to do the chute shakeout as well, and they yeah. hang it from uh, like meat hooks almost, kind of, and then they, they raise right. up your parachutes and... You shake out all the crap that's in there and then you clean it out and then you repack it in your bag all nice
0: and tight. So. When you actually get into theater situations, you don't have time for yeah, the Yeah, if you're in eight. a
2: tactical situation, you're just, just going to ball it up, throw it, or you're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Like exactly. if it was a real situation right. like that. Yeah. Right. So.
0: so, did you have to ever do any, any did you see any theater in that? type of respect as far as an airborne
2: operation no no um but i did deploy twice to iraq once was in 2008 going into 2009 and then the other time was at the end of 2009 basically until the end of 2010 about a 10-month period
1: it's wow. pretty freaky time to so be there. That's a and it was it was, it was kind too. of a it yeah. was
2: it was a weird time as far as the the history of the world because you know it was where the the troops were kind of drawing down a little bit and they announced I remember we had a big joke about it because they announced on CNN one day that like the last combat Mission in Iraq has been completed and the war in Iraq is over, you know, in quotation marks. And Mm -hmm. we would all joke with each other, like, oh, we don't have to work anymore. Like, the war is over. And you're still there. Yeah, we're still there and we still have, you know, five or six months to go in our deployment, you know. So that was just the joke day in and day
0: out was like, oh, you didn't get that done today?
2: That's fine. The war is over anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I, I just can't imagine, you know, going through that. So I'm so grateful for those of you that do, and especially you, because I've grown to know you so well, Mm -hmm. and I don't associate you with being a soldier. I associate you with being my friend, but knowing that you've got that soldier in you makes you that much more of a badass.
2: Yeah, and for me personally, it just seemed like it was kind of a different life, and for me personally, like, when I got into the military, it was because I was at a stage in my life where I was probably a little immature and, like, didn't have a lot of guidance in my life, and the military helped me with that as far as like learning, you know, structuring your life and learning that there's there's consequences to not doing things properly. Mm-hmm. And if you want to advance, you have to do things to a certain standard. I mean, even if it's not a, you know, a big industrial organization like the army, you know, you still have structure at a company that you work at and if you want to advance in that, then you have to meet certain standards in that. And so you, like, with any experience in life that I feel, you, you take away from it what you want. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, the the experiences and situations weren't always enjoyable for me, and I consider myself one of the lucky people because I don't suffer from the things like PTSD, and I don't suffer from the things, you know, like combat-related injuries and things like that. So I'm actually, like, I'm incredibly lucky that I've never had to deal with anything like that. Mm-hmm. So most of my, ad, like... <laughs> the animosity that I might've had towards the army was just like, I didn't agree with the way things were ran sometimes, you know, sure, like, right. and it's all relative, you know, like I was sitting here complaining about things, whereas somebody who had gotten their leg blown off in combat, you know, yeah. has real struggles that they're going through and I'm complaining because I have to stay at work for a few more hours or something, you know, like yeah, there, I, you still have that it's, uh, experience it's a of relativity. Yeah. You still have that experience of relativity even in a situation sure, like that. Yeah. So,
0: Well, I, I'm thank you for telling your story and sharing, sharing what you have and I think it might be time for a game yeah, yeah. Um,
1: will you hand me those mason jars please <laughs> Haley's got I'm her secretly mason jars working here. on a, a project over yeah. here
2: and then I'll, I'll put a little shameless plug out there as well yeah too. please if you guys, do
0: before we get started if with you the guys game. want to follow me on my
2: journey of becoming a stand up comic you guys can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Shindig Comedy that's S-H-I-N-N D I G G comedy, um, Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm always posting what shows I have coming up, um, and I'm always inviting you, know, Brandon and Haley, to shows that they'll eventually come to someday.
0: Hey, so. hey! <laughs> Late nights are tough for us. Okay? I It's Yeah, you, it's always you, during you get, the week yeah, too.
2: I, yeah. Well, yo, know, I'm I'm starting you know to, to score some weekend we work. shows. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Well yes, so we will definitely make a. Weekend, I know you got to so.
2: give you guys. Uh, I got to give you guys a little bit of a hard time, and and actually, uh, Rob made it out to one of my shows when they were coming into oh. town well, for the uh, Jim if Jeffrey Rob show. Well, Rob made it. Now You know like like a what? Jerk. All right, like <laughs> I, I, like I just invited them like expecting them to say no because I, you know, they're always busy when they're in town. Yeah. So, um, but. They happened to, I guess, have the night free, so Rob and Christina graced me with their presence at one of my shows. Oh, that's um, awesome. Actually, one of the biggest um, reinforcements I think I got actually was from Rob because oh, really? he saw me do a performance, and like I was just, A, surprised that he showed up, and afterwards when he came up to me, the first thing he said to me was, like, you know, I would tell you if you sucked or not. <laughs>
3: and, uh, but you know, did
2: the, he tell that, you that, you that, didn't? That, that, that's an interesting way to start things out, so when he <laughs> Said that I was like, oh shit. Okay, here we go. Like, but he was like, no, actually, he's like, you did very well. He's like, I think you have a lot of potential. You know, he's a lot of echoed a lot of the same sentiments I had heard before, and to hear that from somebody who actually was kind of a comedic influence for me, at least personally, you know, growing up listening to the Rad Show. Uh, You know, Rob has always been, I think, kind of a uh, comic influence for me because he does have that sarcastic edge to a lot of his humor, and he does, you know, he makes a lot of like those ridiculous analogies of things that Uh are that people find humorous, or like you know, he'll take something just way over the top with an example or Uh like a, a little skit that he plays out or something. So, I see a lot of that actually in a lot of the material that I do because a lot of things I do will be like over the top exaggerations about things and like sarcastic observations about things so subconsciously i think that the rad show does have a little bit of an influence on my on my comedy that's awesome my comedy styling so i was one of the ones that was uh, corrupted by listening to the rad show for Excellent. so long so that's awesome
0: man thank you <laughs> i'm sure rob would appreciate that as well
2: that's right yep so right
0: on man well thank you for uh thank you for telling your story absolutely. and we have this game called freedom of speech america Who found the game Mrs. Brandon found it. <laughs> Because
1: Mrs. Brandon is what?
0: Hilarious
2: And a protector of the First Amendment And, and the awesome. coolest
1: person ever
0: And we are about <laughs> to get into this uh, we, we just tried playing this game so it's basically like uh, charades or Pictionary with words We get a card It's we have to... more like taboo Okay, taboo. So you gotta Perfect. say.
1: You gotta get people to say the word on the card without saying without, the words on the card. Yeah, without yeah. acting it out, without, without
0: saying it. Right? If it's a rhymes if it, with if it's do if the word is doobie, you can't say it's a word that rhymes with booby but with a D. Yeah. You can't say it. Right. Right, you can't so like, point
1: to.
2: I guess for example, the card I pulled out is chubby. Mrs. Brandon's boobies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So if we wanted to explain chubby,
0: we would have to say like uh, it's what I get when I'm not quite all the way hard but like semi hard <laughs> it's like, what
1: you call cute little babies that have excess oh, fat
0: i was yeah. talking about erections so yeah. there's he, lots he was talking ways about getting can, like a half chub yeah th- there's <laughs> lots of
1: ways you can play the game yeah. exactly it's <laughs> yes. all about perception
0: it's it all is. up In to garden. interpretation yes. so we're gonna get into some freedom of speech and i i, I think it'll be pretty funny so uh, we're gonna take a break here and we'll be back with some freedom of speech
1: <laughs> well, that's his microphone. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. totally. <laughs> smell
2: it. No, smell it. I'm not gonna smell, smell it. Smell my finger. I'm not gonna smell
0: it. Smell, smell my finger. <laughs> it doesn't get on the microphone.
1: It does.
2: The aromas.
0: in right.
1: your eye and see if you get pink eye. My brown don't know eye. For
0: sure. Rub it on my brown eye. No. Well, my eyes are brown. <laughs> don't so.
1: do that. Don't you remember what happened when I? I got pink eye from. The New Mexico, the Albuquerque airport?
0: I won't get Pink Eye. I won't get Pikai. eye oh, that's
1: awful. What? Well, I got Pink Eye from Albuquerque.
0: <laughs> well, you shouldn't have shit on your fingers. I
1: didn't. I cried.
0: You shouldn't have <laughs> shit on your fingers and then cried.
1: I didn't. I laid down. Oh shit. On an airport seat.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't do that.
1: I learned my lesson. It took me two weeks to recover. Just as soon as one, eye got better. The other. Would you like
2: one. rub your face like in the seat cushion? I was crying.
1: I was flying oh. home from when Jenny moved out to New Mexico, and I went with her. And oh. I was crying in the airport. And I like I grabbed napkins and stuff, but I don't know. I I came home and like the day after, like my eye was like swollen shut. So I got that dealt with, and then it hopped to the other eye. And I was like, this is some bullshit.
0: And it smelled like poop.
1: It did not.
0: That's what happens. It smells like poop. All right, so the object of freedom of speech is to collect 21 cards, right? The first one to to collect 21 cards wins. And in order to procure a card, you need to correctly guess the phrase, word, whatever it is that's on the card um, as uh, each person... We take turns we've for a timer. The game because. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a game normally played for four to twenty players. Teams, uh, in teams, broken up into even teams. But because there's only three people here, we've basically broken up to each person takes a turn reading off what the cards say um, without saying what the cards say, and that'll make more sense as we play the game. Uh, but then the other two people will try to guess what the card says, and if they correctly guess it, they get that card. If they correctly guess uh, what it says on the card.
1: Like
2: Taboo, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like Taboo, taboo. or Pictionary, or Charades, or... Right. It's a guessing game.
0: So we are going to do our best to uh, try not to offend anybody, and (laughs) uh, make this a good, clean fight.
1: (laughs) So there's a 60-second timer and a button we're going to hit, and And we have to read as many cards and win as many cards in each 60-second round.
0: And uh, so who do we wanna who do we want to go first? Mike, you don't wanna be the first reader? I'll, I'll go ahead and kick this off. Alright, All cool. Alright, All right. so hit the button here. Alright.
1: Hit the button Let's and do this and
2: freedom of speech. Wait, hold on. Well, hold on. We gotta turn it Did on. It, oh. Oh you didn't turn it on. I was like, why is it not making any noise? You got go. oh shit. Okay. So this was a character from uh, Brandon's favorite show. Uh, the main character. Heisenberg. Uh, Walter Walter White. Oh, nice. Brandon got it. That's
0: perfect. All right.
2: Uh, This is a derogatory term for a white person.
1: A wigger? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not as
2: offensive. There we go. (laughs) Less offensive. Thank you. All right. What the hell is this? Okay. um, I'm not even really sure how to describe this. Um, Like something you would tell a kid plus a shape.
3: Oh um, Like
2: think of like, oh, like, like how would you like describe like if a child was trying to touch a shape inappropriately? This is a terrible card that I drew. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> My time's going to fall. Skip it. Oh, what was it? It was no, no square. No-no how the hell no-square? do you describe no, no oh, square? What the hell is this? I think
1: a no, no square is like a timeout zone. Okay, so like none of us I, I have know. kids, first
2: of all. So, I don't like, know. okay, so some, right. of that. So, like, like, sometimes we'll get like cards. How, like how this. would you describe no no square?
3: <laughs>
1: like, uh, I,
2: I know I kind of went like the weird kid touching route, but like, how else do you go? How, how, I, where
1: I, do you I, go with that? I don't know. I honestly don't know.
0: <laughs> so, when we get cards like that, just be like, uh, I don't know, pass and just throw it away. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, that because was, that, that was, was painful. Like, that's impossible. <laughs> that was painful, yes. We had
1: some card ones.
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's what she said.
1: Okay, go. Nobody,
0: All right. ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got it. She's in hard. Go. Ready? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you ready?
1: Are you guys ready? It's not. Uh, it's not on me. I can control this round. Oh, um, they exist for a reason.
0: Gods. They Exist for reasons. Uh
1: huh. This is one of my sayings. They exist for a reason. Rules. It's kind of a racist term.
2: What the huh? hell? <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> so <do> I... <laughs> it's like... Uh, oh, God, why do I not have the definition for this in my brain? Um, you might say some type of people do that a lot. It makes it a... Have Don't it? live up to that stereotype. Thank oh! you!
2: Wow, that was rough.
1: <laughs> oh, you both have a pair of these.
2: Nuts. Balls.
1: But they're extra-long, Testic- follicle
2: pubes. What? Oh,
1: Follicles? <laughs>
2: follicles? Follicles. Lots hair. of them. Pubes? Yeah. I already said You pubes. have a pair
1: of follicle nuts. What are they called? So hairy
2: nuts. Testicles.
1: It's hairy balls. Oh my God. I said hairy nuts. That's close enough.
2: <laughs> are we getting into a semantics argument? That is no. terrible.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you guys didn't know what follicles were.
0: I know what yeah. follicles I are. I I know. Know. Yeah,
1: hit
0: the button. All right. Um,. Some say it will freeze over one day. Hell. Yeah. Uh, Good job, Ailey. You got Come on. Um. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just went straight past all of that. That right was now, the yeah. Iranian nuclear program. Okay, you were never going yeah. to get go. uh, no, that. Um, Pete Surfers say it while they're riding away. Cowabunga. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Could have
2: went Ninja Turtles also.
0: Um... It's a very controversial football team because they represent Patriots. A, Nope, they represent a uh, Native American oh, tribe. Red Skets. Red Skets. Yep. Oh. Uh she is one a chip. ginger? Yep. Uh. <laughs> um it's a browser, it's not Chrome, it's not Internet Explorer. Firefox. Yep. Damn. Uh Uh no. <laughs> well, um one. cup
2: check. Oh, you could have done cup check. <laughs>
0: Pass it. <sighs> I couldn't get it out, but that last one was tickle the pickle. Ooh. That would have been, <laughs> that a would have been difficult to, to describe.
2: <laughs> All right. Oh man!
0: And and where we're we at right now, I've Let's only got one card. Round,
2: I have four cards. Three.
0: And, and. Haley's got three. This and. is how it went when the first test round we went, I barely got any cards, and then you two got crazy amounts of we, cards. We we both had twenty until you you read the last. Is that because I just it. I'm able to give the clues really well? And you guys are just able to just snag cards just off of really me? We're just really good guessers. Yeah. That must be it. You guys are good. Right.
1: Well, if he was able to get that many cards, that would suggest I was giving good guesses too.
2: Yeah, maybe. I feel I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of, like, you know, like mom and dad arguing. Like,
1: <laughs> no. Are you guys getting a divorce? Is it my fault? <laughs>
0: Lucky lucky you two Christmases. Lucky,
1: I like how you like to say, take yeah. credit for the fact that we that I won that round, by the way. You
0: did, yes, right. Yeah, well. you
1: had to take credit but Yeah, it, it was a test run, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Alright, here we go. Ready? Okay, uh big titties. Boob job. Um like size Classic wise. surgery.
0: Uh double D's.
2: Bam. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, this is something that Haley probably has hidden under the bed. Double D's. <laughs> <laughs> but what would she put the double D's uh, in?
1: <laughs> uh, Shoebox, a box. Uh, but
2: it's a it's a it's a, a, a stimulation item for, for women. A oh, dildo. Th- uh, the vibrator. I <laughs> 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 I
1: got that one. Good
2: job. All right. Uh, this is a British term for um, like a stupid person. A Twat. Like an idiot. A cunt? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, 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 like think think of like a really dwerp? British term though really british term like you bloody idiot huh? moron huh?
3: buffoon come on
2: you guys are killing <laughs> come on! me ah, yeah gave me more clues um uh, uh, it can also be a term for jerking off a wanker, wanker. damn it <laughs> <laughs> you guys got both got that at the buzzer
0: oh, <laughs> uh, drop it in the box right. <laughs> we don't get it no points all right Haley, you're up ready go
1: oh uh your mom loved these what the hell? <laughs> Your mom loved these. Oh. Bacon is uh, made from them.
2: Pigs. Pigs. That was a very specific hint I'd like to add. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um, it's very a personal. conspiracy yeah. theory that the. Uh, Moon
2: landing. 9 11. Was
1: it. <laughs> crap. I screwed that one up. What was it? I said two. I said one of the words on the card. Oh. I know. I was close. It, I said was. That was the problem. Oh. Um, you. Like to do this Masturbate. Um, to your girlfriend when you want to get her attention to have sex. Uh, you you might cup your balls this way. Another word for cupping your balls and playing with them. You. Uh, it's like a way of touching Teasing? or tickling <laughs> or kind of groping, um,
0: uh, molesting, <laughs> kind
1: of fondle. Oh, <laughs> oh,
0: <shoot. laughs> fondle your testicles. That was a good one. I mean,
2: Cup the Balls was probably the greatest thing said so far.
0: So. <sighs> okay. You guys ready? I'm ready. Okay, so it's a fancier... Oh, shit. I said the word. It was tickle... <laughs> tickle my fancy. Tickle my fancy. <laughs> All right. Um, it's when you're not dating, but you have Friends sex. benefits. Yep. I am. Um, it's what you get to enhance the chest area.
1: A breast in, uh, enlargement Boob or. Boob job.
0: Boob.
1: Really? Boob job. <laughs>
0: Highbrow. Um, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I can't see that even either. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, uh, be. it's a term referred to homosexuals. Gays? It's, yep. <laughs> the gays. Uh, the gays. Uh, they're. Institutions where kids go, um, juvenile, but hall. they're actually um, located in an urban area. Um, YMCA, inner city schools. Oh. Gosh, that was tough. I gave, you, I got some tough cards
1: there.
2: Yeah, that was. Whew. All right. So after round. Two, All right. Yeah. Where are we at here? I have four, five, six.
0: Mike has six. I have five. Haley has five. I have three. This is tough.
1: This is. All
0: right. Inner city schools. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. some of these are like Someone pretty hard. To describe. Yeah. I know.
1: And the and the only reason I I had to drop one of the cards was because I actually said was, not in the term of I'm going to read part of this book. It was part of the
0: answer. But it was though. part of
1: the damn answer. Yeah. I need the pipe. Sir. What
0: pipe? Oh, oh, the what pipe to uh the peace pipe. Work for the pup the plumbing. The yes. plumbing, right? The plumb, Here plumbing. Yeah the, the
2: camp. Camp around, plumbing. Bad Why, are yeah. Why are you being weird? Why are you being weird? All right, here we go. Um, so if somebody has uh, the items on their teeth that help straighten them out. Braces. But what would you call somebody that
3: has braces? Brace a, face.
2: You guys both said that at the same time. All right. Um, <laughs> this, this is uh, the, the slang term for you guys' hometown.
1: The Ville? What? The,
2: the, the general area? Sacktown Sacto? Sack. Oh, Sack. It's literally just S-A-C, yeah. <gasps>
1: That's weird.
2: All right. Amazing. Okay. Um. Um. Like hitting somebody with a bamboo stick is a form of what? Torture. What kind Chinese of torture? Chinese torture. Bam. Chinese <laughs>
3: tort- yeah.
2: All right. Uh, the worst band in the world ever. Yeah. Motley Crue. Worse than that. Guns N' Roses. Like the worst. Tesla. Absolute worst. Nickelback. Boom. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Um. This is also something Haley has at home under her bed.
1: Cats. <laughs> dildo, oh. dildo.
0: <laughs> See, we don't keep them under the bed. No, uh, they're on the like they're on top. They're of probably the dresser. they're
2: probably just out like on the dresser. No, well, one, on one, one, one of the vibrators on the is
3: on the couch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, true story, bro. Uh, have you ever answered that instead of the phone on accident? One no. time. Oh, hello?
1: Oh, no. Oh shit,
0: that's too big. Too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Is, is it my turn? Oh no, yeah, it's you. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, so, um, kids with divorced parents come from these... Broken d- homes. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Dude, uh, you guys close. might like to do this between a woman's boobs. Motorboat.
2: Oh. <laughs> just, yeah. it,
1: well, uh, when you text somebody late at night... You up? It's a... Booty, booty call. You guys. <laughs> he said it. No, you okay, said it first. So it. Okay, All right. Um, we blamed Trump's presidency on these. The Russians. They were
2: Russian spies.
0: Russian uh, collusion. They get
1: into our computers. Hackers. hackers. Russian
0: hackers. Damn it. Ah.
1: <laughs> People are debating that this shouldn't exist. Uh, it's got pineapple and uh, Canadian Blind pizza. Hawaiian
0: pizza. Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Sublime wrote a song about it.
0: Date
2: rape. Prison rape. Oh. Huh. No, the song was about date rape, but the prison rape was at the end of the song because yes. the guy committed date rape, which is what you deserve <sighs> if you do commit date rape.
0: Shit. Okay, so where are we at after that round? <laughs> Who
1: threw shart in the thing?
0: You did. You, you took th- that card out of my hand because I pulled a double. <laughs> that would have been a great one. We, I know. It's,
2: it's been ruined now. <laughs> it's so, ruined.
0: Um, where are we guys, where are we at? I still only have four cards.
2: Did you <laughs> Did you read your round, though?
0: Not yet. Yeah, you're oh, the, you're the gotta end. Wait. The, yeah, you're oh, okay. the end of the round. My yeah. bad, my bad. So stand by. For <laughs> sort <of> the countdown. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, he is currently in Russia for exposure. Edward Snowden. Snowden. Yep.
3: Damn it! Oh. oh, oh! <laughs>
0: um. These are things told about people with particular colored hair. Um, and they're humorous. What? <laughs> um, and they're stereotypical, so... Blonde jokes? Yep. Uh, it oh, uh, it was caused by mosquito bites. Malaria. No, it was uh, more recent. You, malaria. Nope. she uh, just Ebola. said Ebola. No, it was more recent, and it was caused by mosquito bites. That's um, No. The letter that it starts with is at the end of the alphabet. Zika. Yep. Oh, damn. Uh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rape culture? Uh, rape <laughs> culture. Yeah, you how could I supposed, about to, like, like, I supposed like, to
3: describe
2: this that? A, this is the thing that like feminists scream so about all bad, the time. It's, oh, it's my so God. Like,
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Alright.
1: Okay. I have nine. I have four. I think, I think he's gonna kick our ass this round.
0: We'll see. What do you have, Michael? I got four, nine, nine. and Mike has
2: eleven. Okay. Slightly ahead. Okay, so we gotta yeah, go to we're, two ahead.
0: We still just need to get to, to twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is an early game. All right, yeah. Yeah. We're all having fun. This is not overly nope, competitive be, in any way. He's getting stressed out here, Yeah.
2: yeah. Alright, here we go. Okay, um, if you don't end up hooking up with somebody, you end up here. Friend zone. Blue balls. All right. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, This is a very uh, dated uh, racist term for uh, a certain demographic of people. I don't want
1: to uh, say the N word. No, a no
2: it, it's it's not the bad one, but it's like a, it's if somebody said it now you'd be it would be a very outdated term. I
1: don't God, wanna start this saying this. terrible
2: things. clue. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's we should probably broad. skip this one. All okay. right. Yeah.
1: I don't wanna start saying <laughs> the things I know.
2: Um so if you <laughs> so if you bust a nut inside a girl, you're gonna have this. Cream pie. But uh if if you're not together with her and you're worried about having kids oh, baby. a
1: bastard. Uh, Faster child.
2: But like the the guy's end, he's going to have more of this. Uh, child support. Uh, he's going to be more worried because of pregnancy scare. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. The other one, if you guys are wondering, you don't want to know because there's no artful way to articulate that, but I'm going to show Brandon. And wow. oh. we, don't need to, we don't need to do that one. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So they agree Some with me. Some of these are, that, are a
0: little too offensive. <laughs> so they, they
2: agree with me that that one was, that one was too
1: hard to... Yeah. Uh, Okay. Do articulate. We don't
0: need to have that apology email. Yeah, no,
2: we
1: don't. No. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. No. Oh, uh, we like to smoke these at concerts.
0: Joints. Joints.
1: There's another term for them?
0: Uh, Doobies. Shit. What? Bam! Come on.
1: <laughs> um, They were like the star character in um, Jurassic Park, Clever Dinosaurs. Girl.
0: Oh, uh, raptors. Velociraptor.
1: It's sort of like a, uh, a white lie a fib? Uh, But it's a filthy, tiny fib
0: Dirty little lie? <laughs> dirty little liar Dirty little...
1: Other... Not liar, though
0: Dirty lying bastard <laughs> Dirty... Tiny? Dirty little... Dirty little... Filthy <laughs> tiny... Dirty little...
1: <laughs> don't tell anyone
2: Dirty little secret
1: Oh uh, my I god, the buzzer. buzzer.
3: God uh, damn it.
0: Uh, Brandon's um, having so much fun God. Right now. I suck <laughs> at this is this good. All right. Okay, so this is a uh, <laughs> are You serious? I'm holding that to the side <laughs> because that's impossible. Um, this is somebody who predicts things in the and psychic. Haley got that. Uh, yep. uh this is a thing you wear around your neck, and it's made of uh, things that are pulled off of... Hookah uh, shell necklace? Nope. It's pulled off of birds.
1: Fe- uh, oh, feather boa? Uh,
0: yep. Uh, it's what's referred to when you kind of spill over... Boob, cleavage, um, boobage? No, over your waist. Uh, oh, donut? And it's also a, a pastry that Muffet you can... top. Yep. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, you can eat them, but you can also wear them, and they're usually worn in the uh, knotty region. Edible underwear? Yep. Hey. Uh, okay, I, what's yeah, the one, okay. one you put off to the side? So the one I put off to the side was under-the-butt nut hut.
3: <laughs> How?
0: <laughs> There's no way. There's <laughs> no way. <laughs> Are you going to describe that? Under-the-butt nut without hut. Without giving any of those that words. That would a killer,
2: yes. So...
0: I did the butt nut hut. Uh, what nope. the fuck is that in the first place? <laughs>
2: <voice? laughs> oh damn! Haley, Haley, my goodness. She's
0: a lady. I gave whoa, myself whoa, a round whoa, of applause. She's a lady. Now. Us the Talking about my little lady. Now. Okay, okay. And uh,
1: yeah, lady's so let's
0: do the count. My oh.
3: Uh,
2: 14 Are we recording this? Okay. okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did we get all that gold?
1: I have thirteen.
3: Oh, Haley's right. How many do you me.
2: have, Mike? Fourteen. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> five. But Brandon is having the most fun out of all of Brandon's us. Brandon's like
1: Pluto. He takes like forever to make a rotation. <laughs>
2: It's because I'm giving all, like, the
0: bombest clues, and you guys are just collecting cards off of me. <laughs> it's because me and
2: Haley actually have a code that we worked out. Yeah, day, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right, all right, here we go. Okay, this is, uh, like, a new fad that, uh, skanky girls do on Instagram.
1: Uh, pull their uh, uh, they, al- their they, al- they also do it in the clubs. Selfies?
2: Um, it's, it's, it's a dance move. Twerk. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, um, this is when you invite somebody over under the guise that you're going to watch movies, but you're really... Netflix and chill. That was the same time. <laughs> she did
0: say it first.
2: I'll give it to her. Alright, yeah, Here we go. Okay, um, so if a girl is hot except for... Butterface. Her... Alright. God, <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, So if a burlesque girl has this on her, like... pasties On her boobs. What, tassels. what are those? Nipple More tassels. Specific, there we go. wow.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, um, what the hell is that? Okay, I'm skipping that one. Um, uh, this is a dad that has kids, but he's still hot. Dilf. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the last card that I drew at the buzzer, which we don't get to do, unfortunately, is what Brandon
1: is. Oh! (laughs) That's fucked
2: up. I'm just kidding.
1: Here's the one that I pulled. Does anybody know what the the
2: fuck burkini is? Yes,
1: actually, it's, What the um, hell is that? So, it's, you ever heard of a burka? Yeah. It's, it's a, a swimsuit oh, with the burka, the burka built in for them. It's a real know, thing. I did
2: not know such a thing yeah. existed. I would I've not. Been enlightened today.
1: I would not have been able to do that because I can't remember which... How do you describe which, that? It's my turn to read, sir. Also, yep. don't read the card before you hit the buzzer. That's a rule. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't remember which... Like culture, religion, where's like the burqa or the hijab? Like they have so many different ones, and I don't remember them. And I don't oh. want to confuse them. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, that that would have been dangerous. Yeah, to try to go down there It would have been, been totally racist.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right,
2: all right, all right. That's how we absolve ourselves. Hit the button for By me. going. Broom.
1: Oh, they're trying to get this for um, one of the shooters. Death penalty? Jeez. Oh, slutty girls that have a stamp on their. Tramp stamp. No, they are what? Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's simpler.
0: Skanks. Just. Whores.
1: Slutty girls. Tramps. It's... Just thinking, tramps. It's just, it's tramp. It's just
3: tramp. Tramp. It's...
1: Just tramp. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, if you squatted in the woods and got an itchy thing on your uh, nether regions, you might be saying you have.
2: An itchy asshole? <laughs> uh, what do you
1: get the- in the woods if you rub up against a plant and you go home and it poison
0: makes. Poison oak?
1: <laughs> poison ivy on genitals?
0: <laughs> oh my uh,
1: god. <laughs> guys, come on. That, that one was a little too specific. That was hard. Yeah. hard. It's too right?
2: tough. Right? Yeah. Too tough. All right. Yeah, we we were nowhere in the ballpark either. Uh, Ballpark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) the the government's trying to uh, make this not happen, but researchers are trying to make it happen, and they Climate change? No, and they come from uh, the female area, and it's, like, super controversial. Oh, uh, uh, stem cells. Yeah, but they come... Stem cell research? uh, And they come from where? Embryo? Yep. Embryonic stem cells. Embryonic stem cells. All right. I got enough of it. (laughs) Uh, You get these when you don't want to gain weight, but you throw up or you don't eat. Eating disorder? Oh, shit. I said eat. Oh. Damn it. Eating disorders, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, President of the United States. Donald Donald Trump? Trump. (laughs) I don't know who said that first. We're
2: going to have to check the audio on that one. Uh,
0: It's another nickname for... Mm. Twigs and berries. What was it? Twigs and berries.
2: Twigs and berries. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you there. guys
0: both said Donald Trump at the same time. I don't two. know.
2: I could throw that one in the in the pile there for the sake of competition. Where are we at? Two. Two, five, 16 five, six, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen.
1: Seventeen.
0: Oh, Mike geez. and Haley are tied at seventeen, and I am close behind with one, two, six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got one
2: that last round. All right. <laughs> this is gonna be the comeback story of the year, right Come now. Comeback kid, right? We here. call it right now. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna choke like the Falcons in the Super Bowl. <laughs> let's do this. All right, let's do this. Um. So, um, these are uh, jewelry items that you get on. Yellow rings. There we go. Okay, um, if I say something to you that's completely not true, you would say that's what? A
1: lie or a rubber? But
2: what's, the what's like, the really harsh way of saying it? That's...
1: Bullshit? Boom. <laughs>
2: uh, what the hell? Okay, I'm putting that one to the side. Okay, uh, this, this was a cyclist that got caught cheating.
1: Oh, 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 Lance li- Armstrong. Li- li- <laughs>
0: <alarm>. Neil
3: Armstrong. <laughs>
0: You're close Lance Armstrong oh, yeah. um, I she said it. Oh, Armstrong I, oh, I thought she I said, said Neil Armstrong He no, okay. said it uh, <laughs> you,
2: Oh god Um So This is a, a Term for poop Shit Um Like It's kind Feces. of a, Like um But you, But how would you, you would, uh, Butt paste what? Oh, wow. That's terrible. <laughs> like, the way yeah, I was thinking of it is, like, I'm sorry. you could say, like, oh, like, I dropped some Tiny glue or something. Yeah. So, the one I put off to the side <laughs> was autistic dogs. Ooh, I don't no. know how I would have ever described Walter. that. Walter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Walter. He's not here to defend himself. He's not, himself. yeah, it's
2: like, he's not even here to.
1: Walter doesn't know how yeah, to that's, defend that's himself.
0: That's
1: rough. <laughs> Walter
0: doesn't know there's anything wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Oh. Ready? Yeah.
1: There's a popular uh, group that wants to storm this right Area now. Area 51. Mm. <clears throat> Women want this in the workforce.
0: Equality. Uh, equal pay.
2: Ah, oh, I was so close.
1: Everyone wishes for this, especially hippies. But World w- peace. Mm, bam. Uh, college guys do these uh, while drinking beer, where somebody holds them upside down. Beer uh, cake uh, stand. Cake stand.
0: Shit.
1: You can't drop these on the air. (laughs) F-bombs. You can, but... (laughs) If somebody had a really tiny dick, you might call him this. Needle Uh, dick. But, like, hold on, think of, like, centimeter... Oh, oh. Uh, uh, uh,
2: Millimeter... Millimeter Peter.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Willa Peter? Yeah! Oh my god I thought that's it You were struggling with it so. <laughs> Oh my god You got so close too oh like, I was god. gonna let him say it too was I've never like, heard yeah. that before I mean I've never, I've heard, never heard that heard before, that before <laughs> I've, I've never heard oh, that before either I've never heard yeah,
2: that before Ladies out there I've never heard of that before <laughs> That's
0: why that that saying is so foreign to so me you
2: want to slide into my DMs You'll find out
1: All right, we should do a count. Wait, no, Brandon hasn't read yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, (laughs) we could count because I might end up with like 25. Ah, Yeah,
0: I know. Well, no, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Steve uh,
0: Carell played this in. Michael Scott? It was like his most. The Office? No. Oh, 40 year old virgin. Yeah.
1: Damn.
0: Uh, He's the most hated character from Star Wars. Uh, Jar Jar Beaks. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I like to do this But it's not mushrooms It's another thing it's, No Acid Yes <laughs> um, it It's another term for ejaculation Coming Come. Yes but it's uh, uh, it's the stuff
2: uh, Jizz Yes
0: um, You put these in your rear And you also like no, Anal beads you, Yep Fuck. Uh, w- women. <laughs> Empower- women. Em- oh. Women empowerment. Fe- I was gonna say, uh, feminism. Uh, oh. yeah.
2: I like it. Okay. Just women.
0: <laughs> 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 That's it.
2: Just women.
3: <laughs> Twenty-two. <laughs> Twenty-three. Oh! Oh! I've got twenty. No, I got. It. I got it.
0: one, two, three, four, five, five. So eight. I got eight. Yeah. Congratulations, Mike. Mm. That was perfect. That was a good game.
2: <laughs> it was.
1: We're going to... Feed speech. You guys want to wrap wrap up this recording and play another round?
0: Yeah, let's wrap up the recording. Yeah. And then we'll get really naughty because... And not be judged on <laughs> recordings.
1: Yeah. That's right. Well, we, we can, we can read the ones we can, like... We can allow ourselves to yeah. be ignorant and stupid yeah. about burkinis. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, thank you again, Mike, for doing this with us. Yeah, I mean, thanks so much for having me, guys. This was kind of... Easy to do. I mean, we were camping. Yeah, so. I say we
2: were coming here anyway. Yeah, so might so. as well just All right. record All right. our shenanigans good, while
0: good, we're at it. Good, good to take the easy way out. Exactly. You know, I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. The rad.